So I want to talk about uh, the church in mission. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we pray that you'd help us understand your word. Let it encourage this great church. Amen. Amen. Okay, so since the pandemic started a few years ago, many people are operating in fear instead of moving in faith. And that hinders the kingdom of God. And so the key for the church to continually advance is to stay focused on the mission. And so we're going to use the book of Acts today and we're going to look at attributes of the church in mission. In Acts chapter 1, Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, he said in verse 1 that in my former treaties, meaning the Gospel of Luke, he wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. He was implying that the book of Acts is what Jesus continues to do through his church. And so the first attribute of the church in mission is that we're called to continue the ministry of Jesus as his body. So the Gospels show us the ministry of Jesus and the book of Acts shows us the ministry of Jesus continuing through his body. Which is why he told us in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that we are to be his witnesses all over the earth. We are his witnesses because we represent him to the world. 1 John 4.17 says, As Jesus is, so are we in this world. And so we are the neck down of Jesus. And Jesus is the head. And Jesus told us in John 14 that the works that he did we will do. And greater works than these shall we do. Because he goes to the Father. 
Ավետարաներում մեջ իսկ Հիսուս երբ կխոսեր միշտ եկեղեցին ուներ իր մտքի մեջ։ The local church is the representing of Jesus to this world. Դեղական եկեղեցին շրջաններում մեջ եկեղեցիներ այսինքն ներկայացուցիչն են Հիսուսի աշխարհին առջև։ The local church is the visible manifestation of the invisible Christ. Դեղական եկեղեցին անդեսանելի Քրիստոսին դեսանելի արտահայտությունն է։ And in the book of Revelation chapter 1 When John turned to see the voice that spoke to him, he saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, he saw Jesus. We see in Revelation 1, 17-19, that the seven golden candlesticks are the church. He wasn't able to see Jesus until he first saw the church. And the world will not see Jesus except through the church. That's how important you are to God. Collectively, we are the, the body of Christ. Individually, we don't uh, have the full ministry of Jesus, but collectively we do. The second attribute of a church in mission is that they pray corporately until there's a great outbreak of the Spirit. In Acts chapter 1 verse 14 it says everybody in the upper room was in one accord devoting themselves to prayer. And so they had a 10-day prayer meeting. And so after Jesus ascended into heaven, which was the 40th day after his resurrection, he instructed the church to pray. And so on the 50th day after the resurrection, the day of Pentecost came. And there was a great outbreak of the Holy Spirit. But it's not an accident that it came after 10 days of prayer. The church in mission will be a church of much corporate prayer. Every great move of God was preceded by much prayer and fasting. And so if we want the same results of the book of Acts, we have to have the same methods. So just having 20-minute prayer meetings will not be enough. 
It's hard enough to get people to pray for one hour. But can you imagine a church praying for 10 days straight? But these are the things a desperate church does. To counter the kingdom of darkness. And see a great outbreak of the kingdom on the earth. The third attribute of a church in mission is mentioned in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 42 it says that the church devoted themselves to the disciples I'm sorry the apostles teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers and so a church in mission is a teaching church. And the reason why the church was so powerful was because immediately after the 3,000 came to Christ, the apostles had them sit under their word. Many, many people didn't go back home. They were refugees. And people in the church sold their property to support the thousands who got saved. They left everything to sit under the apostles' teaching. And then it says they committed themselves to the breaking, uh, I'm sorry, to the fellowship. And that had to do with their friendships being based on building the kingdom. And so the church in mission builds a social structure of friendships built upon the kingdom. Jesus called his 12 disciples his friends. And God will call you his friend. If you are committed to his mission. And then it says they were devoted to the breaking of bread. They kept their church always focused on Jesus. Because as Jesus broke the bread, signifying he was about to die on the cross, the church continually remembered that last supper. And by doing that, their fellowship was always Christ-centered. 
Եվ ադիգա նելով իրենց բարեգամությունը միշտ իրարչևը գունենար Քրիստոսը կամ գետրոնացում իրենց բարեգամության գլար Քրիստոսը։ So even when they were eating together they were proclaiming the Lord's death until he come. Նույնիսկ երբ գուդեին կամ գնտրեին իրարու հետ գջաշեին գհրճագեին Հիսուսի մահը։ And then it says they devoted themselves to the prayers. We know that they carried on the Jewish tradition of praying three times a day in the temple. And so they were always devoted to corporate prayer. So these are the of uh, three attributes of uh, four attributes of what we would call an apostolic church. So Acts chapter 2 verse 42 is very important. It summarizes the main attributes of an apostolic church. The fourth attribute of a church in mission is they look at every challenge as an opportunity to go to another level of kingdom advancement. And we see that in Acts chapter 6, there was racial division amongst the, the church. And so the widows that only spoke Greek were being overlooked in the distribution of food. But instead of allowing this to destroy their church, they appointed seven men to take care of them. And they became the office of the deacon. And the Bible says that the number of disciples increased and the word of God multiplied. As a result of them putting these seven men in as, as uh, in this office. And so that crisis became an opportunity to further establish the church. And so we have to look at every crisis in our nation as an opportunity for God to give us a solution that will, that will take us to another level of effectiveness. We also see how the persecution of the church resulted in people preaching the gospel everywhere they went. And so in Acts chapter 7, after Stephen was martyred, 
Antioch. And so the vestiges of the Antiochian church exist to this day. And so God used the persecution to spread his kingdom. You cannot outwit God. Everything the devil tries to do, God will do one above him. And in Acts chapter 4, when the church, uh, when the church leaders were beaten, they left and prayed together. And instead of praying that the persecution would stop, in Acts 4, verse 27 to 30, they prayed for more boldness to preach the word. They were not worried about persecution. Their only concern was that the gospel would not be stopped. And so they prayed for signs and wonders and miracles to propagate the, the gospel of Christ. Number five, the fifth attribute of a church in mission is they demonstrate the power of Jesus in the marketplace. In Acts chapter 5, verse 15, it says that they carried the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats so that at least the shadow of Peter might fall on some of them. When we look at in the Gospels and in the book of Acts, Almost all of the miracles took place outside of a building. God is not limited to Sunday church services. People were healed and then came into the temple. 
people were healed and saved in their own home. Only a few of the miracles of Jesus were done in the synagogue. Most of them were done in the street as he was doing life with his disciples. And we see the same thing in the book of Acts. And so the real mission begins when you leave on Sunday. God expects you to preach the gospel wherever you go. To heal the sick. Cast out demons. And get people saved even before they come on Sunday. And so the church gathered becomes the church scattered on Monday. I have seen God show up the most outside in the streets. Whether it's during a television interview or with waiters in restaurants, we've seen God move powerfully. Boy, you remember a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm great. used to. <laughs> She's amazing. She should have been my interpreter during the conference. We had to go through many interpreters. Boy. Um, so... Wherever we go, God wants to show off. And he shows off the most with those who don't know him. I learned how to preach in the New York City subways. I'm not sure if you know what they are. But they're trains that go underneath the ground. And then I used to preach on boats that went from one part of New York to another. I was only a Christian for six to eight months. We saw the power of God fall. Many people would come to Christ because he wants to show off. If we were dare to believe him outside in the streets. The sixth attribute of a church in mission is that the church produces martyrs. The book of Acts shows that Stephen became the first martyr. He was willing to die for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. Consequently, the church in mission have people that know their life is not worth living unless there's something worth dying for. Jesus 
said that if we lose our life, we will find it. Whether we're martyred or not, we are to live a crucified life. And when we do that, our life is totally his. And unless we're worth, unless we're willing to die for something, our life is not worth living. And so that's an important attribute of the church in mission. Number seven. The church in mission witnesses dramatic conversions. Paul was the greatest persecutor of the church. And yet God picked him to be the greatest preacher of the church. And I believe we're going to see that in this world. That some of the religions that are against Christianity will produce the greatest Christians. We need to believe for the greatest persecutors to become the greatest preachers. And some of the most influential people will become strong Christians. And so the church in mission believes for dramatic conversions. Of some of the most influential people coming to God. Number eight, the church in mission produces disciples. Jesus told us to make disciples in Matthew 28. And the church in the book of Acts continued that model. In Acts chapter 14, verse 21, Luke writes this about Paul. When they had preached the gospel to that city, they made many disciples. And so the church in mission is focused on disciple making. They're not focused on crowds. Because if you have disciples, you'll get many people anyway. A disciple is a student. There's someone who is disciplined. There's somebody who's focused on learning and growing. And they're submitted to spiritual authority. They are the special, uh, I don't know if the same word is here, I'm using American words. They are the special forces of the church. And 
And the more disciples a church has, the stronger that church is. A church of disciples will never die. There are some churches in the United States where they had 15,000 people and almost overnight the whole church was destroyed. Because they weren't a church of disciples. They were just followers of a preacher. And when the preacher had to resign, the whole church was destroyed. But a church of disciples continues no matter what. In 1949, after the communist revolution in China, they threw out all the Western missionaries. They burned all the Bibles and, and burned down all the churches. And so the church was left only with disciples without having institutional leaders. No denominations. No bishops. Just people who Follow Christ in their house and had house meetings. And so because of that, the church grew from 2 million to over 100 million in 50 years. Because it was a church of disciples. That's the way we will change the world. And so another attribute will have two more. The church in mission positively affects their surrounding community. A true church of disciples will affect their whole area. It tells us in the book of Acts chapter 8 that as a result of Philip's preaching there was much joy in that city. It didn't say there was much joy in a church building. The power of Christ lifts a whole community, not just individual sinners. The gospel of individual salvation saves sinners. But the gospel of the kingdom lifts whole communities. Not just individuals. In Acts chapter 17, verse 7, when they saw the Christians coming to their city, 
This is how they describe them. These men who have turned the world upside down have come here. The word world has to do with systems, not just people. They dramatically affected every aspect of culture everywhere they went. They turned turn the world system upside down. In Acts chapter 19, we see that as a result of the gospel going forth, it says in 19.10, all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord. And then we find in chapter 19, verse 23, there was a great disturbance in the city because so many people got saved that they stopped buying the idols of the nation. And they had a call, an official meeting because the gospel was shifting the economy away from the false gods. And many people in the city burned their books of witchcraft. The true gospel never only affects a Sunday morning meeting. Because the disciples of the church spread the gospel everywhere they go. And so the church in mission turns the world upside down. And not just individual sinners. And Isaiah 61, which Jesus quoted in Luke 14, 8, I'm sorry, Luke 4:18, to describe his ministry, Isaiah says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to open up the blind eyes, and what happened as a result of the gospel going forth. In Isaiah 61, verse 3 and 4, these people who got saved restored the generations of desolation. They repaired cities that were broken down. 
The true gospel of the kingdom always impacts a community. In our church in New York City, we saw our very, very poor at-risk community totally transformed in about 10 years. Too many changes to elaborate on today. But we saw a direct correlation between the activity of the church and the quality of life of our community. The last attribute of a church in mission, the church continues to proclaim the gospel unhindered in spite of difficult circumstances. In Acts chapter 28, verse 30 and 31, it shows how the Apostle Paul, even when he was under arrest in Rome, he welcomed all who came to him. He proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom. He taught about the Lord Jesus. And the last words of the book of Acts. He did all this with all boldness and without hindrance. Even during this COVID crisis, even during the economic and political turmoil in the world, the apostolic church will continue to grow and thrive. As the last words of Acts are without hindrance, you are Acts chapter 29. You are continuing the message of the cross. The kingdom is not hindered by persecution. It's not hindered by money. It's not hindered by disease. It's not hindered by pandemics. It's not hindered by fuel shortages. And it's not hindered by any other calamities. The true church will always advance and grow. Because it is a work of God, not of men. The churches that are of men will die. Which is a good thing. When a church closes, it's a good thing. 
God allows the hard times to sift the wheat from the chaff. In New York City, all of the apostolic churches grew during the shut the lockdown. Even though there are many challenges. And so I'm believing and trusting that this church will continue to advance because you are truly an apostolic church. You are truly a church in mission. And you have a true apostolic leader in Pastor Kavork. And the gates of hell will not stop this church. But you will go from glory to glory. You will go from faith to faith. You will go from strength to strength. Until we see the coming, the fullness of the kingdom. And in the next generation, this church will even do greater works. Because you're preparing disciples. And you're teaching your children the faith. And the works that you do, the next generation will do greater works. And so I counted an honor to be here with you. I thank you for receiving me into your beautiful country. And I'm very excited over what God is going to do with this church. The best is yet to come. And when I come back, it may be in a year. I will see even greater things being done. Not just here, but all over the world. Through this church. God bless you.